Welcome to Top 5, a show where we count things down from number 5 all the way to number 1. And this week on the show, Top 5 Winter Things. Top 5 Winter Things. Matthew, what do you have for your number 5? I was a little bit flummoxed by this one because I don't necessarily live in, like, a, a seasonal state. My my general state is just like, eh. Today I got up, got in the car. Oh, you mean you specifically tonight. are not in that state as opposed to a state that experiences seasons, like, geographically? <laughs> no, I mean that I myself, Matthew. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, sorry. pretty much do the same thing. Sorry, The difference Please between winter and summer is generally a jacket. But I started thinking about historically, you know, what things I've done in the winter for fun. And I realized that either last week or the week before, my number five thing popped into my head and I decided I was going to go and bake something. Now this is, this is something that's like a throwback to my depression grandmother. Um, when she, and when I say depression, why I was mean, she depressed? She yeah. grew up in the depression <laughs> and suffered from depression. So it was like a whole schmageggy, but um, she would bake, she would make pies or, bread or cakes or whatever and the other day i was just sitting in the house and i'm like i want to make a cake and uh the child was like you don't you don't have a cake mix and i'm like pafa pafa i say to you i do not need a mix to make a cake and i started looking at the ingredients we had and i'm like okay maybe i'm not going to make a cake so what i ended up trying to make was a creme brulee that actually sort of turned into a creme brulee pie which then sort of turned into more of a like a sweet french so, toast pie because the creme brulee didn't really do the so thing took a, a thing of yogurt dumped it in a pan and put it under the broiler no i got some some uh flour and some heavy cream and some egg and some butter I made sure that I, you know, didn't cook my eggs by putting them in. So you have to like infuse your eggs a little bit at a time so that the hot milk and the hot butter don't actually cook your eggs. And then I put it into a pan, but I, I outsmarted myself because I thought I've got too much here for one. So I put it in two uh, pie pans. And what I ended up was with two that were too thin. If I had all put it all in the one pan, I would have had one really good creme brulee that I could have then, you know, put the broiler on the top. Uh, or a blowtorch. I don't actually have a blowtorch, but I've got like a, a lighter. But nonetheless, it's something that in my family, everybody just sort of periodically does. You're just like, nah, I'm going to make something. I'm going to bake something. I'm going to cook something. And so it was kind of nice to do that. And of course, I used to think back, I used to make a killer uh, jalapeno cheese bread. I don't do that anymore because it's a huge pain in the neck and I don't mess with things that have to rise. But when it's cold, especially, it's really great to like bust out. Uh, we still have a bread machine or, you know, bust out something weird. I'm really mad, too, because I found out I actually have a can of condensed milk. So I could have done something completely different, but I didn't. But I did make a creme brulee pie that was eh, pretty OK. Nobody died or anything. And it's my number five. Sometimes I bake. All right. Rodrigo, what do you have for your number five? Uh, so my number five is uh, walking around in the snow, um, but but specifically a a like fresh snow, right? Everything's all covered in snow, and it's very bright, and it's not snowing anymore, and you can walk around and leave big footprints and 
see what your neighborhood looks like and watch all the people trying to get their cars out of the uh out of their uh parking spots. Nice. Do you, now do you do this where you are now? Do they have snow there? Uh yes. Uh we got we got hit by a pretty big snowstorm. We we basically get a big snowstorm every other year. Mm-hmm. Um so we we got one this year, and we could get another one. Uh, February is like the worst month. The so, worst. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Very cool. Uh, my number five is kind of like yours, Rodrigo. Uh, but uh, boy, howdy! One of the one of the five winter things that happen is when you go outside and you sne- step in the snow, and all that snow gets into your shoes or your boots or whatever, and it melts there. And then for the rest of the day, you got squishy socks. Boy, howdy! That sure is. One of my top five winter things. <laughs> Matthew, what do you have for number four? Your winter things don't sound nearly as much fun as mine. Uh, my I, I didn't say they were. Like, I didn't say they were fun. I just said top five winter things. But it says top of my my email says winter fun, so I'm like okay. But nonetheless, <laughs> I was thinking about when I was a child, um, and this is something that you won't hear me talk about very often. So if you're listening at home and you're trying to piece together my life. Uh, Mrs. Lopez, I have three sisters, and that means that I've been pretty much outnumbered three to one my entire life, which is, you know, how I've survived on critical hit for the last decade or so, but um, both in and out of character now that I think about it. But when we were younger, we would do things together. And since, you know, it's central Kansas, you're probably in most years for at least one good, solid foot of snow. And so what we would do at the time, we had an enormous backyard that was sometimes a garden, but it most of the time was just dirt. And the thing about dirt is when it's covered with snow, you can combine the dirt and the snow and you can build a snow fort, which is my number four. Uh, My older sister and I, this was probably the last time we did anything together. Um, Well, not too long after, I think she gave me chicken pox, but that was on purpose. I think it was a parent thing. Um, but we built a snow fort. And I'm like, you know, you don't just build one room. Oh, no, 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 no. It was a three-room snow fort. And I built a door in between. And what that did was took out one of the structural supports of the wall and turned it from a snow fort into a pile of snow, which you can then try and build back in to another snow fort. So really, it's like the way I play with Legos. You follow the instructions. You don't like what you built. You take it apart. You put it back together in a goofy way, but with snow. And it's a lot less hard on your fingernails. So my number four is building a snow fort. Uh, my older sister is now a 55-year-old uh, soccer mom somewhere in, in a Methodist community. So somewhere out there, I know she's just thinking about how it would be great to build a snow fort, but we're both old and we're not going to do that. Okay. Uh, Rodrigo, what do you have for your number four? Rodrigo is muted. Sorry, I was muted. Rodrigo likes uh, to leave his mute on in the way. Yeah, just in case. Just in case I have to cough or yell at a cat mm-hmm. or get yelled at by a cat. Um, okay, my number four is not walking around in the snow. Um, the only thing that, that beats a nice crisp stroll in the snow is to look out the window, say it looks cold, 
I don't want to do it. I don't have any place to be today, so I'm not I'm not venturing out into the snow. And then doing literally anything uh, in your own house, which hopefully hasn't lost power in the snowstorm. There That's you my go. Number four. Excellent. Uh, my number four will really get your heart racing, and it uh, circulates the blood, which apparently is a good thing. Something that you need to live. You go out and you're in the middle of nowhere. You're out doing whatever you're doing. And then you get back in your car and you press the starter button and nothing happens. <laughs> then you press the button again and nothing happens. And it's cold outside and the wind is blowing, which makes it even colder. And you press that button again and you realize, ah, crap. I got a dead car battery and I'm in the middle of nowhere. That's my number five. My number four winter thing <laughs> matthew what do you have for for your number three my number three is actually something that historically i can do all year round but i don't necessarily because you know when it's not winter you can leave your house you can go places and do things and have people make you coffee and so in the winter sometimes you're just stuck in your house you can't do anything you got to stay in your house. So I will occasionally sing karaoke. Um, we have a number of uh, karaoke discs. Um, and I can't remember now what their th- the name of the set is, but they were like popular songs of the year 2011. And you can just stick them in the PlayStation and you can make a ridiculous avatar wearing, you know, like a luchador mask and flaming pants. And then you can go out and you can sing along and the game will be like, you sang that wrong. And I'll be like, I don't care because I'm having fun and I'm singing. And of course, you know, if the kid is involved, they have an amazing voice. The kid is like better singer than I could ever hope to be and has like a much greater range. But together with their really high range and my solid like mid range baritone, we can like really kill some of the songs that have your basic harmonies in them, like you're blinded by the light by uh, yeah, your uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen. No, the man for man version, the Springsteen version is just annoying. The Springsteen version is one of those songs that doesn't feel like it has an end. Cause it just goes, do 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 It's like the George Carlin joke. Have I told you this? Probably. Okay. There's a George Carlin joke that goes, did you know that it took two men to write uh, the Mexican hat down? One guy went, dun, 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 and the other guy went, dun, 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 dun. and without the second guy, the song would go, dun, 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 dun. that's the Bruce Springsteen version of Blinded by the Light. Oh. And that's why my number three <laughs> is in the winter, especially, I like to sing a little karaoke. Karaoke, right. okay, if you're pronouncing it in a snotty name. Rodrigo, what do you have for your number three? Uh, my number three, uh, so as has been pointed out, it doesn't uh, always, or, or winters here are not terribly snowy. We get some snow, mm-hmm. um, but frequently what happens is there's snow in the mountains, and then there's rain down in the uh, in the lowlands. Um So uh, my number three is uh, putting... Funny raincoats or sweaters on pets. Mm. Um, the 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 issue is that it does rain a lot. So putting a sweater on our dog 
is a is a thing where we'll be like, okay, we'll put a sweater on him, and like the moment he has to go outside that same day, we'll come back and be like, well, this sweater's soaked, we got to take it off of him, right? So sweaters don't get to to stay. Um, we recently, or not super recently, actually, last year, got him a a little raincoat, and he, you know, my dog's pretty small. Um, but the raincoat has like dinosaurs on it. <laughs> um, so, you know, we get to go out, he has to go out with his raincoat. He doesn't love it, but he also is, you know, too old to try and like shake it off or anything like that. So he mm-hmm. just kind of deals with it and he doesn't understand that it's for his own sake and that the funny dinosaurs are also for his own sake so that they can improve his optics. Um, but uh yeah you know it's the uh, it's cold it's a good excuse to dress up your pet in funny uh outfits very cool very cool uh so my number 3 uh is kind of a long way to get around to it but back in 1989 pepsi introduced what was called pepsi am a uh pepsi drink that had 25% more caffeine than your regular can of pepsi and the thought was hey drink a pepsi first thing in the morning and in 1989 Quite frankly, people thought carbonated beverages first thing in the morning, that'll never go anywhere. And so Pepsi discontinued Pepsi AM. But Pepsi wasn't the first company to think about drinking uh, a a carbonated soda drink first thing in the morning. Apparently in the 50s and then again in the 70s, there was a coffee shortage. And one company, Dr. Pepper, decided, hey, everybody, here's a fresh, refreshing take, take on maybe a taste, fresh, refreshing taste of, uh, of Dr. Pepper Heat it up, drink hot Dr. Pepper with a slice of lemon. It's a perfect drink for the winter and a perfect drink for the morning. That's why hot Dr. Pepper is my number five winner thing. Matthew, what do you got for, for number two? That sounds terrible. Um, Oh, oh, did I forget to say you put a slice of lemon in it and it it makes it taste better? Oh, does it? I mean, yeah. You know, I've I, I've put like lime on Coke, so that's something. Have you tried Dr. it with hot Coke? No. no, like heat that stuff up in the microwave. No, mm. I've I've seen like people like mix milk and either milk and uh, Dr Pepper or milk and Coca Cola, and that seems awful. But well, I don't know, milk, might be good. Dr Pepper, forty one okay. caffeine milligrams. Ugh, I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, now imagine it hot with lemon. Does it if what? you if you heat it, does it retain the carbonation or does that all escape? I don't know. I've never drank in this nasty stuff. <laughs> okay. You would you would be cooking out the carbonation, but the thing about Dr. Pepper that makes it taste different is it actually has lactic acid. Uh, um, which is something that you find in a lot of uh like milk proteins and dairy. So that lactic acid is what gives it that trademark prune juice flavor. Oh, so okay. it it, it kind of gets a warm, milky prune juice kind of thing going on, and it's... Well, that sounds worse. But with a slice of lemon for refreshment, for make it, just... to make it all sparkling. Hot Dr. Pepper. Mm. You're number two, Matthew. My number two. So I have a child that's about to turn 19 years old, and all their life, they've heard the appropriate stories for the under eight set. And now that they're, you know, approaching actual adulthood and going to be moving off and going to do adult independent things, they get to hear the stories that aren't necessarily appropriate for people who aren't adults. And it's, uh, 
a very well-known fact uh, that, I don't know if you guys knew this, uh, when I was in high school, I was a motorhead and I worked in a uh, chainsaw shop fixing two-cycle engines and sharpening chainsaw blades. And so at that point, I got really, really good at chopping and splitting wood and happened to be, we lived in a house with a wood stove. So in the winter, I really enjoyed making a really cool, really good fire. So my number two is build a fire. And I'm not talking like, oh, I'm going to go and, you know, get some prepackaged logs from the Home Depot. And again, I'm not judging you if you do that, because I'm, I'm a how, can you start my orange kind of person in general. But there's something really, really satisfying about getting some wood. First, you have to start with some kindling so you can start a small fire and then you get smart, slightly larger pieces. And once your fire is going, you can actually put a small dry log in there. And once that log gets going, you can build a nice roaring fire that if you do it right, will heat up your whole home. And if you do it the way I do it, will heat up your whole home and also, uh, because of convection, cause the ceiling in your kitchen to collapse. But don't do that last part. That's bad. Don't do that. But if you do get a chance to build your own fire, I highly recommend it because it does give you that sort of, uh, sort of. I, I don't even want to call it like a, a memory thing where you're like, oh, years ago, this is how people survived. I might live uh, through a zombie apocalypse. Or if I were suddenly transported to the Flintstones, I might survive for a little while because I know how to make a fire. And that's my number two. All right. Very cool. Uh, Rodrigo, what do you have for your number two? can't believe Matthew was in both Guns N' Roses and Motorhead. Right. Um, my, my number two is uh, seasonal food. Um, right now, in uh, the world that we live in, we are starting to see inklings of like the way things used to be, you know, back, I think, definitely when I was young in Mexico, where you go to the store and be like, can we get some oranges? And somebody would say, nope, oranges aren't in season, right? It's like, or, you know, do you have this fish? It's like, no, like that fish is not in season, right? The fish is, uh, I forget what it's called when they let the populations rest or whatever. Um but right now we're used to being having access to everything at all times and sort of like a self-imposed limit to that is seasonal food right you don't see eggnog year round in the store you don't see um mince pie yeah you don't see mince pie you don't see um aggressively marketed hillshire farms boxes mm -hmm. uh which my wife loves that's her favorite one of our favorite things about the holiday. So it's nice, you know, it's nice to be like, oh, it is Christmas time. You know, I know people love pumpkin spice latte. I know that people love like the, um, I said like, there's like a, a specific McDonald's shake, I think for the holidays. Oh, that that like nasty peppermint, peppermint uh, shake. Yeah, I think a peppermint shake. Yeah. I haven't had it, but I enjoy the joy that it seems to bring one small category of weirdo so um yeah definitely my number two is the uh the ability to to get to easily get seasonal food again I, all of these things are available if you go look for them at a specialty store or whatever 
Um, they're they're available year round, but it's nice to 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 see them pop up in like your grocery stores and uh, Instacart. So yeah, number uh, seasonal food. Very cool. I, wish I had the stones to call my life my wife one small population of. <laughs> she would kick my. <laughs> So my number two is something that definitely happens when it snows uh, happens for a lot of people. Not me, of course, but no. uh, you may need to get out your snow blower and uh, blow that snow off the driveway. And of course, this is what makes snow blowing the best. You have a little two stroke gas powered engine and you start that thing up and uh, out comes all that unleaded cloud of exhaust. Just this blue cloud that comes out and because you're moving forward and the snowblower is in front of you, all of that blue exhaust just envelops your entire body. So if you're out for an hour, uh, snow blowing your driveway, uh, then you get to inhale all of that lead, lead filled gasoline, or I guess it's unleaded, but it still it's smells unleaded. like leaded. But then the best part is when you're done, this is the best part, Rodrigo, when you're done, you still have that snowblower smell that'll follow you around for a couple of days. Not me, though. You know, if you, I have an electric snowblower. Yeah, if you're doing it a lot, after a while, you could probably blow your nose and find like oh, yeah. 0.5 milligrams of like platinum in there. Yeah, you've got a, your catalytic <laughs> converter. <laughs> you like put on a mask. So we have uh, gone through four. Of our top five winter things, fun things, whatever they may be. And we're about to hit number one. But if you've enjoyed this show, got a laugh, found some interesting information, uh, then how about some value for value? What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about, of course, joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash major spoilers, where every little bit helps us keep going, ensures that we're inhaling all of that snowblower smoky smell or just, you know, burning down our house in the middle of winter, whatever it takes, maybe drinking some hot Dr. Pepper, uh, your little small contribution that you can make each month uh, will ensure that we can keep Matthew uh, supplied with hot Dr. Pepper throughout the entire season. So what are you waiting for? Join us over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And now, Matthew, we are ready for your number one. So you know how I started this particular top five by saying that I'm not really a kind of a, a seasonal person. Mm -hmm. I sort of am. My number one is important in the winter. Uh, I feel like it's definitely something that I, I double down on in the winter or double up on, depending on whether or not your sentences make any grammatical sense. I myself am known for the interesting word usements, what I do structure. But um, I feel like in the winter, it's especially important to give yourself time to just sit and bask in someone else's creative urges. And that's why my number one thing to do, my winter thing, even more than the summer, more than the spring, slightly less than the fall, but probably more overall day for day, is to watch a movie. Because, you, you know, it gets really cold. So you lock up all the doors, uh, you light a fire, uh, you stay away from the point where the roof is collapsing, and you just sit down and you watch, I don't know, you watch James Bond playing, uh, you know, Foghorn Leghorn and trying to explain uh, why the Hulk actually wasn't murdered. But more importantly, you can do this with your family, you can do this with your friends, you can do this with a significant other. 
Uh, if you're really bored, you can have your friends bring significant others. I don't know. But you sit down, you watch a movie, maybe put a blanket on your feet, make some popcorn or some summer sausage. I do like summer sausage, even in the winter, because, mm. again, I am a man of contradictions. I am extra, extra, extra large, and I contain multitudes. And my number one is to watch a movie. All right, Rodrigo, we have come to your number one. What do you have on your list? Uh, my number one is kind of nerdy. Mm-hmm. Um, just shocking. Right. Um, so, uh, so imagine this. You guys, like, try very hard to imagine this. Imagine a world that isn't completely flat, but instead has, like, some uh, slight hills and things like that. I guess Matthew's from mm-hmm. uh, eastern from, Kansas, so they yeah, do I'm have hills over there. Kansas that has, we have two hills yeah. and a tree, and his name is Benny. Yeah, so um, here in uh, the Seattle area, there are some very hilly places. I don't live uh, there, but where I do live, there are some slight hills. So one thing that I like to do as the winter rolls on is to observe how the snow melts and ends up in the drainage. Because it's, like, weirdly kind of, you know, similar to how, like, actual rivers work, right? You get snow in the mountains, the snow melts, and that trickles down and becomes, like, actual rivers. So, um, in... A, in a big snowfall event, you will get lots of different types of snow after a while. You get um, snow that is, you know, largely unbothered, but is out in the sunlight, so that'll melt first. You have snow that is in, you know, same deal, but in the shade, so it'll take a long time to melt. You have snow that's mixed with dirt, you know, from being plowed or being pushed to the side. And that snow lasts a very long time, right? Like that dirt has like a uh, an effect where it like also um, keeps it from melting as quickly. So all of these different types of snow actually create different sort of like creates different timing as far as like what melts and how it goes and uh, what all ends up happening. So I will walk through my neighborhood and be like, oh, look, that clump of snow it's probably going to be here for another week, right? So it's fun to watch it, like, slowly melt away. Like, I don't know. I don't know if in other neighborhoods they ever, like, clean up, like, dirty snow off the side of the road. Here they <laughs> definitely don't. Yeah, um, they wait until it's summertime, yeah, and then wait, they send yeah. a street sweeper out and clean up all yeah. the, the detritus. All the picked up dirt, yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting to see the different rates at which things melt and it's and because nobody nobody cares about it right it's like nobody is like taking this away or cleaning it up or anything so after a big snowstorm i have like several weeks because i also because i work i walk to work like i have several weeks of like being able to note what different patches of snow are still around which grate they're uh feeding into and uh, what that all does to the salmon. Yeah, when so, I yeah, was... My number one... Go ahead. Yeah, watching snow melt, yeah. Uh, when I was a kid over in the big town next to us, the county seat, uh, mm-hmm. they would, you know, scrape the, the streets for snow. 
But instead of just pushing it off to the side, especially on the main streets, uh, they would put it into a dump trucks and haul it off to this place eh, kind of over by the grain elevator where they had this big open area and they would just dump the snow as high as they could get it. And nice. then the newspaper would have a contest for people to predict when that snow pile would melt. Yeah. there. You and go. then so, you know, when it got down to the little tiny that have to have a guy go out every day and check and see, is there any snow left? Is there any snow left? Ah, I have declared the snow melted. And sometimes that would be late March, sometimes late April. I think one time in early May, there was still a little bit of snow. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, what you what you have to remember is that I spent like 10 years of my life living in a very small town in Kansas. So the uh, the joys of like weird little things like that are actually yeah. well ingrained in the parking lot of the only grocery store in the town that I lived in. Mm -hmm. um, they would uh, they would plow that all into one big hill, one mm -hmm. big dirty, nasty hill. And that thing would last until mid-March. Yep. And the kids would still play on and it. And the kids would still play on it. And it's gross. And the parents didn't tell them not to. So what are you going to do? Yep. All right. Uh, my number one, you may have noticed that my list has been kind of salty. Um, yeah, maybe yeah. just a little bit. Just a little bit. And I think it's because over the last oh, month or so, I just haven't been able to do my number one thing. And uh, it could be just because of the weather. I mean, right now, people are not snow blowing. They're, we're shoveling their sidewalks, so you can't go out and do these kinds of things. Could have been because of the stream that I had about a month ago where there was something Gary and in the dark and grabbed me. And so I don't want to go do this, but as soon as the sidewalks clear this time around, one of the nicest things to do, and, and I know this is going to be hard for some people to, to, to comprehend, but I like going out at like five in the morning in the winter time, bundling up, you know, I got a couple of layers, uh, sweatpants, a couple of shirts, uh, you know, sweatshirts and jackets on uh, cap and everything gloves. And I like to go out in the dark and go for a walk. Uh, my morning walk in the summertime, it's nice because it's still cool out, but the sun is already starting to peak up. And so the sky is all lightened, uh, quite a bit. But when you go out in the dark to do this, you still get to see the wonder of the universe. You can look up and you can see the stars and you can see, uh, nebula and, uh, galaxies out there. And sometimes, you know, depending on where the moon is, you get to say hello to the moon, um, and it is super pleasant. You get to see sometimes little light, uh, eyeballs peering at you from the darkness and you have to go, is that a cat? Is that a coyote? Or is that the dreaded skunk? Um, and sometimes it's just a raccoon and a couple of times it's just a piece of shiny, uh, candy that the construction worker left, uh, at the curb. But, uh, morning walks in the, in the dark are super nice. And the best time to do it, of course, is in the wintertime. Uh, because the air is clear and you get to see all the way to the other end of the universe. So that is my number one top five winter thing. Morning walks in the dark. We're leaving it on a high note this week, but maybe not that high of a note. Because there's one more thing that needs to be done. And that's for you, dear, 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 dear listener. Is for you to head over to the Major Spoilers Discord server. You can join the Major Spoilers Discord server completely free. You can join a whole bunch of other people. I think there were like five or six new people that have been longtime listeners who finally jumped into the Major Spoilers Discord this week. But you can then go into the Top 5 channel, and you can share your Top 5 winter things, whether they be fun or not fun. And everyone's going to read them. Everybody's going to comment on them. Why? Because everybody loves a list 
and we will see you next time. This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.